You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, welcome back to another ENM short. I'm so glad we get this time together. If you are listening midweek with me, you are doing a great job. Keep up the good work. You are so close to your rest time. I know you can do it. I also want to tell you, I hope you are getting through your Halloween hangover. If you hung out with kids or passed out candy or ate candy or goodies or had a party on Monday night of this week, we know what's up with that kind of a hangover. It's going to be rough, but we're going to get through it together. And we didn't even have much candy because my kids went out late. So I was having classic seven FOMO about them not getting enough candy and feeling bad for them that the childhood magic wouldn't work out and yada, yada, all the idealist stuff. So they were like, mom, we got enough. We're good. I'm like, okay. So it was really fun. And I hope you had fun too. Also, if you are looking for the ENM Collective, we are keeping our doors open through tonight. So if you're listening live, and you want some support, I am in there every single day in our Facebook group, Monday through Friday. I also have us with Zooms every month and another extra meetup every month, as well as four podcasts. So you get extra saturated with encouragements from me. We do deep dives together and you take what you like and leave the rest. So keep that in mind. We also structure it in a very organized manner so that you have a very specific routine that you do to work on your marriage. So if you just feel like you're in the dumps with your marriage or relationship and need some structure, some help, some joy, some goodness, this is where you want to go. So check out the show notes for that. And we have to close it because the truth is at the end of our quarters, when we close, what we really are doing is trying to make sure we can give the very best focus so that we can stay organized. So anyway, let's talk about the reactivity group today. I'm very excited and passionate to talk about you guys. And if this is your mate, I'm very excited to talk about your mate because I want to give you some tips for the four, six, and eight, not just so much when they're not getting along. We usually talk about these groups in terms of conflict, but today when they are getting along and how we can get along so that we can have lots of love. So we're learning how to love the four, six, and eight. And the late Dr. David Daniels says, this is the emotional reactivity group because what they really love to do is they really like to voice their concerns, their feelings. They like to be intense with their communication, not all the time, but just to be understood and to make sure that they are treated with importance. And so I'm gonna go through all three types to give you some tips for how to love the four, six, and eight. So in this way, I want you guys to remember that you're four or as a four, there's such a need, a pull, I'm going to say a pull to be seen and noticed. And often a four can get quite jealous of the love or affection that you show others. It's hard for them to see and they may need time to just process that in some space Even if it's just like others that you teach or others that you have to spend time with, or if you're a parent, time you spend with different people. And I think that that's like, even if it's children or adult children, I think that some of you listen, not just for marriage, but for all kinds of relationships. So 
Keep in mind that your four is really needing to know that they're special to you. So if you just try to pawn it off as, you know, oh, don't worry, I just, I'm going to give you reasons for why I don't give you time, or I'm going to reframe why I don't give you attention. Understand that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for intensity and passion and a directedness toward them. And here's the good news. They're not always going to need that 24-7. They know how to withdraw. And so they will be okay as long as when they reach out and they say, hey, this is a rough moment for me, that they feel like you're there for them. That's one of their biggest pieces is if you let them reach out and you leave them hanging and you just try to explain it away or you just try to be positive, they're going to feel unseen. And they're probably going to go back to their old scripts. So yes, we have to do our own work. And that's where you come in for is don't tell yourself the scripts of my partner doesn't love me because they were too positive or too rational. Remind yourself that this is their narrative and this is how they actually are showing you love. But then if you're that partner to love the four, make sure you're doing that work of taking some time to just either touch them or hug them or spend time with them or look earnestly at them or attend to their concerns and woes. And then lastly, for the fours, make sure that you show the same decency and love that you want shown to you to others, and especially others who might not always meet your ideals. Everybody is worthy of love. Okay, so the type six, they of course are also very passionate and like fours, they need time. But typically sixes even need a bit more time than fours. And again, request, desire, don't have to have it, but do well with it. And so it's important for you to know if you have a six, dedicate time to them and also help them to understand that it's so true that we all relate differently so that if they're feeling like, is this me? Am I a problem? What did I do? And they're getting that sort of OCD rhythm in their brain. You can be the first to say, let me assure you, you are wonderful and you are doing everything right, but I just don't need as much time together as you do. And so here are some things that I want to make sure you know. Now that's important because when you're loving the six and they're coming up against these issues in their own minds, they can project out all their fears and worries, maybe even things they've experienced. And this is very likely because they've gone through all the scenarios in their minds that maybe you are thinking about that aren't so good. So they're actually like, wait, aren't you doing what I'm doing? And so if you're not a six, let them know I'm not dealing with the same thing as you. Don't worry. This is not the case. I am very differently wired from you. And here's exactly what's going on and let them know. And it might just be like, I like my two hours a day to relax or I have some work to do, but I love you. So give them lots of terms of endearment to show them that you love them. And also as a six, make sure that you understand that not everyone has that need for the perfect allegiance or constant attention together. And it's actually good for you to have to build some independence to get to for yourself as well. So just make sure you know that. And that way you can loosen the reins on your partner. I have a lot of people with sixes as clients. That's a very common type for me to see. And so I have a lot of six clients and a lot of spouses of six. And I even have a child who I think is a six. So I really enjoy this personality type. And I feel like I get the wonderful opportunity to really play in that sandbox a lot. And I just want to encourage you, when you think you're pulling them in, you're pushing people out usually when you get too controlling or reactive on them. So make sure you dose it. Make sure you have boundaries every single day. Good self-care. 
that's been so vital for all of the healthiest sixes I know is to get their fitness in, to keep them grounded. There's a lot of energy running through. And now people love that when you're grounded and you're taking it to God and you're trusting yourself a bit more too, then you actually have a lot more to give in a positive way. So now you don't just stay reactive. You actually add in some logic and positivity. And now, wow, you're balanced with all three. So if you love a six though, show them that passion, show them that time, but set your boundaries as needed and they will follow suit as they grow. Okay. Last but not least, the eight. The eight, yes, they love independence, but as you guys well know by now, eights are so hugely hearted. They really want time together also. And as part of, I'm going to merge a little bit from our last discussions on the harmony types and not to be confused with these harmonic groups, totally know if you are, but let's just forget those labels right now and say eights are also in a rejection triad outside of this sort of conflict style of being intense. So we have two things, intensity and rejection oriented. So eights, I want you to remember that while your partner is trying to love you, that you don't sabotage it with allowing an inner critic or whisperer to say, remember this, remember when they betrayed you, remember when they didn't love you, remember when they didn't show up for you and start tapping into the narrative of truth that says people are imperfect, but you're really blessed and fortunate to have somebody who cares about you. And, you know, obviously same as I would say to any passionate type, make sure you get your body work in, but make sure that you get enough body work in just because this is a really strong personality type. So go to that workout center twice. Don't overdo to the point of not doing your emotional work, but you know, balance your body work, do your emotional work, and then your thinking work to take some time just for you to retreat. But don't retreat like you're in a lair who has to kind of lick their wounds and think on them all day in a very undigested way. Allow it to be that your fitness time and your spiritual time and your emotional time also fuel you so that you're not quite as dependent on your spouse if they reject you. It's not the end of the world because we all have to do many rejections. We have to say, I have to go to work. I have to sleep. I have to take a phone call. And there's just little things that are going to differ sometimes. Now, last but not least, though, to love an eight, make sure that you show them the fight and the loyalty that they show you. Because if somebody takes up after you, yes, they might feel like, oh, that person is attractive and, you know, they can be a little bit lust oriented. So there may be a sense of like, hey, they're not so bad. But even so, usually eights will rush past any kinds of feelings that rise up of lustiness. And they will usually say, I am fighting for you. I don't care if it was one of our friends who, you know, their spouse or one of your friends, like you're my person and I want to make sure that you feel supported. But one of my biggest complaints from eights that I hear is, I work so hard to do this to come past those lusty feelings. And my spouse, when they have the first opportunity to defend me and support me, often they don't. And I think that's because you guys, like, let me comfort you. I think it's because they think you're so good at supporting yourself that they're like, we better balance it out. But the truth is, spouses and partners of eights, make sure they feel supported. And if that is your reason, then say that very concretely. Eights are very clarifying, concrete types They need to know why the heck you're not showing up for them. So make sure you say like, I am, and I want to show up in these ways. These are my ways of showing up. And then of course, if you can lean in a bit more towards their way, try to, but eight, sometimes they're going to need to really do it their way. And that's something you have to really fall upon as a recognition and a lament of your own. So that's my last thing for you is make sure that you let your partner love you in their style and in their way from their personality type. It's not just one way 
way. And they're going to teach you a lot and you're going to teach them a lot. And that's the good news about marriage is we usually do really relate in complementary ways that over time meld into beautiful layers and pieces of a pie. And we just doing our work together, it adds to a very beautiful tapestry overall. So let it happen. Do your breath work to let it happen even more. And if you need tangible tips and support, I am in the collective and we have the doors open through today, Wednesday, November the 2nd, and I hope you'll check it out. You can also check out our deep dive, which goes over this and so much more that we talked about today. So have a great day. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Everything's in the show notes. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show as well as EnneagramandMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.